The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hello, everyone, and welcome to an episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and it is a party time in podcast town because one of my Springsteen brothers, uh, one of my fellow podcasters, and truly one of the greatest people i know we have met in person we have met online jb clark from the amazing bruce springsteen sings the alphabet podcast is here tonight jb thanks for joining me hey look i'm not blowing smoke whenever i say i was talking to one of my best friends on the phone today and i said uh i am really excited because i'm gonna a very like niche podcast tonight uh with a buddy of mine who is one of the kindest people I know. And I haven't talked to him in a while, just like face to face. And uh, I am honestly just thrilled because we have to schedule, you know, like content to hang out. Like, yes. So many of my friends, <laughs> he was like, well, I'm so happy for you. I was like, I mean, like, it's I'm true. I was so happy. Um, and, you know, it, it's, it's funny because it's, you know, this is September, it is the anniversary month. And so you were one of the people I reached out to and go, Hey, it just doesn't seem like a celebration without you. So you were kind enough to join me and I appreciate it. And well, we're just- That was September too, because I talked about this maybe two months ago and you sent me some dates and I sent you some dates and none of them worked. And I was so, I was like, I, I was kind of, in, I, I remember emailing you back, like, can we make something work? Yes. Now? Yes, exactly. It didn't really work. Like, okay, well, I'll follow up with you next month then, I guess. Because I was like, I want to hang out. Um, I'm assuming, and this is, you know, they say take make an ass out of you and me, but right. um, just in case you've never heard an episode of Bruce Springsteen's The Alphabet, or you have not seen an episode, listened to an episode of Set Listing Bruce, where JB has joined me before, I guess I should give you a chance to introduce yourself. <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, I'm JB Clark. I am the... Uh, Color commentary guy on a podcast called uh, Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet, or as Rob would call me, the basics facts guy, sarcastically. Uh, I'm the guy who flubs the facts. I'm just a big music fan and writer and um, platform agnostic storyteller is the thing I'm trying to say out loud more just to promote, you know, just to uh, motivate myself to fulfill that more. But yeah, so yeah, I tell stories. Um, that, that's all I've ever really done. And, and that's what I do. Yeah. Um, so JB and Rob started a little bit after Set Listing Bruce did. 
um, and they went through every Bruce Springsteen song in alphabetical order. Then they went through every Springsteen album in chronological order. And um, in between, they've done some special one-offs where they talk about what they're currently media that they're either books they're reading or tv series they're watching or films they're watching currently um they are kind of going through a a short retrospective of jason isbel yeah and that's been really enjoyable for me yeah pandemic is has kind of uh brought both of us a little low not any uh compared to most of the world nothing as far as time management uh, goes, mostly just had time for checking episodes lately, but, but uh, those have been fun too. And that's, that's our favorite thing is when we do those people reach out to us with some of the stuff that they're listening to or reading or watching or, or thinking about that's, that's worth the price of admission. That's worth doing the show. So the other thing, right. I believe you're a Ted Lasso fan, correct? Oh, Die hard, man. I've seen every episode at least twice. Yes. Uh, I have watched it. I watched it alone. I started to rewatch it alone. And then I roped April in. So I started back over. And then when she was almost done, her mom was in town. So we roped her in and started over. I mean, it's like for me, Ted Lasso is a COVID uh, case count chart area. It's, it's, I watch as much Ted Lasso as there is COVID any given week uh which is messed up because i watched a lot of ted lasso it's beautiful it's incredible uh dan harris at 10 percent happier they're doing a ted lasso meditation series and i'm i'm into that it's really yeah i had not heard about that they're just kind of yeah they're they're bringing in experts who can um talk about some of the stuff that mental health stuff that kind of comes up in ted lasso that's, none of it that's the only thing i love about ted lasso is none of it hits you over the head Every no. sort of like mental health message they have is all subtext. A couple of weeks ago, there was an episode that a lot of people said meant that there were no consequences in the universe. Like it was yeah. sort of a pump, uh, sunshine pumper episode. But um, I had the worst week I've had in so long that week. Yeah. And uh, like I came home from work and just wept. Yes. Uh, and like my wife try to walk me through all our sort of anxiety checkdowns, you know, like yeah. catastrophizing. Let's, but it was like really like the world is on fire. Yes. <laughs> There's nothing I can do about it. Uh, Cause my, for context, someone that my wife has asked to get the vaccine multiple times at work where she's a healthcare provider for babies <laughs> gave her COVID. And so that was an intense. And then like my university was like, Hey, you should come back to work. We're bringing students back we have an exponential curve. It's like a hockey stick. You love hockey. Come back to work. Well, and And so I came home and just wept. And then I watched that episode and I was like, I needed that tonight. Jesse. Yeah. And think about that stadium. Is that your first time? Oh, it was so beautiful. It was so nice. And so funny story, right? So there's, it's Clayton and Mary, my son, Chris and Linda and I, and so all five of us are walking and they did not, they haven't tore down the ballpark at Arlington, right? They haven't right. torn well, it down. Just, it's no, they're doing a new thing with it now. Yeah. And so we're walking by and Chris is like, this is depressing. It's still there. 
like oh, this dude, is such a exact same story that yeah this <laughs> is such a beautiful park yeah. i can't believe we don't have this yeah. oh i'm so depressed and then we yeah. walked into the new one yep. and the cool air hits me and he goes the old stadium oh my gosh. okay <laughs> i say that old stadium every time i tell that exact i say i get to the security line and that 70 degree air hits me. And I looked at my father-in-law and I said, that old stadium. <laughs> yes, you have to tell Chris that I was about to tell you the exact same story. This is great. And the new stadium is beautiful. And it's set up really well. Um, I would call it beautiful, but it's great and ergonomic. Yeah, and yeah. Cool. yeah. Um, no, I think the old one is much more beautiful, but this one and the air conditioning is great. It's it's designed well where there's the concourse is big, plenty of concession stands. The seats feel like they've made them a little wider. It's comfortable. So, yeah, it was good. But yeah, that I, I, I will tell Chris because that's exactly what he said. Like when we went in there and he because felt I that. I swear to you, I was going to say the exact same words to you. <laughs> I have it right in my notes. As soon as you said Ranger Stadium, I wrote, tell him the security line. Story. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. I'm holding my son's hand. Yes. I look away from Shep. I look at Odie. Yes. I've had such a good time. And yeah. Poor guy. First inning. Um, Joey Gallo and Araldos hit home runs back to back. Yeah. Just two outs and then three and four and then another out. And so it's fireworks. And Shep's yeah. just like, Whoa! Fireworks! Ah, he's going nuts, right? And then, uh, like, no more fireworks. Yes. <laughs> he starts asking about it, and I was like, "Shut! There aren't going to be any more fireworks until you're my age." Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, here's exactly how I tell the story before we start recording. Just so you yeah. know, it's fully true. This yeah. Is, I told the story 15 times. This is one of my like when people are like, "Hey, I tell the story," and people go, "Have you written that down?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Yeah, I've got a couple versions because <laughs> I'm real bad about that. They're like, have you, have you like written an essay or been uh, doing yes. a storytelling event recently? And I'm like, yeah. no. And they're like, okay, cool. You have to go because I can tell that you've written that down. But uh, I'm like, all right, look, I went to the game. I love the old ballpark. My whole life happened there. Like I was a kid the first time I went there. It's one of my first memories is going there. And, and I went to a game with my dad and then like, saw my wife moments after at a coffee shop. And that's why we are married. It's because I went to a Rangers game and like, I go to Rangers games every time I go see her family, the ballpark in Arlington, I, I take days off so that I can just go do my job from the ballpark in Arlington. I'll take a vacation day and go right at the ballpark in Arlington. It is my whole life. And uh, so I'm walking past the ballpark in Arlington to go to the new stadium with my son and my father-in-law and I look up and there's the frescas above each gate. There's these beautiful baseball frescas. They're like 1920s Greco Roman Olympic, you know, etchings in the side of the stadium. It's gorgeous. And I'm talking to my father-in-law. I'm saying, Odie, I can't believe that we just, we have the most beautiful ballpark in America and we are just giving it up for this fucking Bass Pro Shop? Are you kidding me? And I'm walking and I'm trying to keep my son away from my mouth because he can hear every word I'm saying. He's four years old. And they say, sir, can I see your ID? And I feel it's 70 degrees. Whoosh, and I look at my father-in-law and I point to the old ballpark and I say, that old ballpark, Cody. 
fuck that old ballpark. <laughs> Um, so are you excited to go back and to talk about Western stars and letter to you to go I back to little wait. Springsteen? I yeah. can't wait. Uh, especially now that I've had more time Western stars I put on, I was so excited about and I listened to, and I was like, Oh no, this is going to be a high hope situation. But then on my third listen, I mean, it didn't take long. My third listen, I was like, 10 out of 10, baby. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Like Tucson train at first, I was like, this is silly. And my third listen, I was like, this is big. Yeah. This is huge. <laughs> yeah. And then Letter to You was, I mean, it, it was just like already downloaded in my brain the first time I listened to it. You know what I mean? Sure. It's like when you listen to a Jimmy Eat World record and you're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. This one's from uh, 10 years ago. And they're like, no, this one just came out. And you're like, how do I put our lyrics? <laughs> well, and been very vocal about getting that album and getting biden elected i don't know if it made 2020 bet you know it made it better i don't know if it totally saved the year but it kept it from being the absolutely yeah. worst gd year ever something to hold on to. yeah exactly you know the rumor is right that we're going to get a box set so it would be nice for if bruce is going to have another release to have that so that when you do your third or fourth season, whatever we officially call this, when you're going through the songs that have not been to have a little bit more than, okay, we've gone through it now, then, oh, now then he's put out new albums. Yeah. So I'm sure you guys as fans making music as long as he can. For sure. Yeah. I, um, well, you know, we'll, we'll definitely, you know, the box set, I feel like that's coming. Uh, I mean, it's, it's due up, right? There's some stuff on tracks that I really love, but I don't love, I don't like go to tracks, if that makes sense. Well, I, I think we'll, I've got some notes about that, you know. I don't know how to express how appreciative I am to a guy who has, you know, everything that, that he, I'm so appreciative that he is continuing to release like relevant, passionate, um, stirring music and art you know this this deep into his life so if he hung up tomorrow I, I i've got enough material to last me the rest of my life but if he I, yeah. i'm just grateful for every every new you know 10 to 15 songs we get yeah absolutely and you know jb there was somebody posted on facebook after letter to you that um angered me because uh the guy posting said well i wish he would quit releasing new material he's tarnishing his legacy and i went okay first letter to you yeah okay look jerk first off you don't like the album that's fine no one you know you don't have to like everything bruce does but putting out new music you know like there is not much bruce springsteen can do to tarnish his image especially not putting out new material now you know well and like the thing that separates so many of us from great artists you know it's that it's that greatness right but a lot for uh some of us i say us because you know, I'm battling some imposter syndrome myself, so yeah. I'm going to include myself in the in the uh, the producers as opposed to the non uh, for my own personal mental health. But anyway, yeah, uh, it's it's the fear of releasing bad music. That's something my uh, <laughs> trainer, who 
has no business telling me what to do with my music. Yes. <laughs> he was talking to me about, he was like, how do you know if you don't put it out? And I'm like, ah, you're so right. You know? Well, and you know, I remember Kevin Pollack talking about no one tries to make a bad movie. Like he says, you have to understand that because when a movie comes out, they're like, man, couldn't you tell? And he's like, I agree with that sentiment in general. (laughs) Yeah. Like, right. Like, no, you don't try to put out a bad song or a bad, you know, now when you're, I think when you're catering to um, you're trying to give the people what they want or you're not like if if you and Rob quit enjoying your conversations the podcast will not be good because yeah, we, you know, we'll probably quit doing it <laughs> and and I have no problem if 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 one of my listeners like well I didn't care for this one and I moved on good yeah. you know great for you I but don't think that anyone should do anything always no one should consume every episode of someone's thing or every uh, and even this earlier today yeah it's like when i was born i was born at a time when i could find someone i liked and consume everything they produce and my kids will grow up to think that that is an insane idea that's cool too i guess you can just read stephen king and nothing else and you will have been a well-read person honestly you'll have read more books than most people have there are certain writers like lawrence block one of my favorite mystery writers you know i have read almost everything he has written when a brad Meltzer book comes out i read you know brad yeah. Meltzer. but john grisham and if anyone's yeah. like should i read every john grisham book i'm like absolutely not yeah <laughs> i love yeah. john grisham and i am a writer from like desoto county lee county i i ha- i i know these people personally like fictional characters i know exactly who their real names are so like that's why yeah. I'm reading them all. But well, and have to. No one has there, to. there was a point where the moment a new Stephen King book came out, I bought it and I read it. And then I get behind. And yeah. there's, I'm not, you know, you're not watch, reading them as many. And it, it is the, there are, you have to accept the fact that with entertainment, with all the streaming services, with all the different networks and all the different things, there are going to be series of T, you know, a TV series that you're going to go, Nope, I'm, I'm sure yeah. it's good. I just haven't, I haven't had time to get it. And I just that have to the accept the fact. Freeing feeling is yes. And it's so messed up that it happens in like with pop culture. Yes. It's supposed to be the extra stuff, the lanyap, you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah. Like, the, I love this uh, author Bob Goff. He's sort of an yeah. evangelical writer, but okay, he he does these. Uh, he has this idea of just like if you have an idea that you want to do, do it. If you don't do it, don't think about it. You know, like his book's called Love Does. Just like it, it's his sort of whole thing is just like be a verb. Mm-hmm. And um, I totally forgot where I was going to go. Oh, no, he quits things on Thursdays, right? And that way okay. he can just quit things. Yeah. Because we all, you know, it's like like The Walking Dead. Like, it's great, you know? Season one through three, masterpieces. The rest of them, some people really love them. Some people don't. Do you have to watch them all? Absolutely not. Can you? Sure, go for it. Feel stressed about it, though. Do you need to quit something? 
just start quitting stuff on Thursdays, whether it's your lease or whether it's Walking Dead, whether it's a bad relationship, whether it's, you know, like just quit something, just quit something. It'll feel great. That freedom. And I love that breakup Thursdays or whatever you call that, you know, quit stuff on Thursday. One of my favorite writers of all time, she uh, died suddenly a couple of years ago, Rachel Held Evans. The thing she said something that makes me feel so comfortable when I'm having a really bad day. I just like to remember that I probably haven't read my favorite book yet. I love that. And when I think about that, it's just like, it really doesn't matter which book I choose to read. At some point, I'm probably going to read a book better than the ones I've read so far because I have continually read books that were better. You know what I mean? Like first book I read was not my favorite. There's been books along the way that have made a huge impact, but I'm continually reading a new book that is. All right. Um, Beep, Jesse. Um, All right. So JB, as we caught up, uh, one of the things you were willing to do for me um, is to do songs of your life. And so for those of you reminding everyone what the premise of this was, um, the sports station I listened to in Dallas, Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket, um, would do the biggest bands coming to town every week on the radio station and that would give them an excuse to talk about all the shows coming to town and they would debate who's the biggest act um and then they would all vote on it well when covid happened 18 months ago no one was touring and so they came up with bands of your life and there were 11 song 11 questions and the premise was you could name these bands but you could only use one band one time and they've circled through all the hosts they had different guests and they covered through it and i thought it was a really cool premise and so chris and i were talking about it and he said you should do that for your podcast but you should twist it and make it more springsteenish and i said oh well what if i did songs And the premise is there's 11 questions. You can each question, you name a Springsteen song, but you can only use the song once. And so we've had multiple people join and uh, a lot of people who have been on the podcast the first time go, hey, I want to do songs of your life. So uh, when JB and I were talking about we want to catch up and I'm going to um, give you a secret, uh, listeners, Um, We are an hour and 11 minutes into recording that if you're a Patreon member, you're going to hear the unedited version. But if you're not, this will, yeah, there will be, uh, this will be a much shorter episode because JB. First time we've spoken besides like a random email or DM tweet uh, in like uh, maybe a year. So yeah. So he and I, just he and I've talked about everything from Ted Lasso to the ballpark to just uh, our rants against people not taking COVID shots. I mean, we vaccines. have just, we have just had, yeah. Uh, so it's been fun. So anyway, back to your thing. So JB, Did you have to do a lot of thinking about which songs to use for each question? It just depended. Some of the questions were very hard and some of them were like so easy that I spent a long time coming up with the answer. That was my initial answer. 
So let's start at the beginning, which is negative, but what is a song you hate? Or to make it a little more palatable, a song you don't get. All right, so this is where I started to run into trouble. Okay. If you had asked me this like six years ago, I would have given you like 10 songs. Right. Just right off the top. I probably would have started with 57 channels. Right. Or actually, I, <laughs> A Night with the Jersey Devil. I can, I honestly, A Night with the Jersey Devil. I can say yes. that right. Right. A Night exactly. with the Jersey Devil. But yeah. uh, I've gotten to the point where the ones I really don't like, I don't think about because they're outtakes or yes. like deep cuts. Mm-hmm. And the ones like deep, deep, deep cuts. Because honestly, uh, I added an underappreciated deep cut to my underappreciated question just a minute okay. ago. <laughs> All right, good. But, uh, uh, and, and like the ones I used to hate have almost become camp to me. Right. You know, like Springsteen is a performer and like he came up in like the 60s and the 70s in New York. Like there's a lot of camp. Mm-hmm. He uh, he's taken some really wild swings in the eighties and nineties. Yeah, and that's why we got Born to Run. Born yes. to Run, we think of as like this guitar rock song, right? It's got so little guitar in it, you know. It's like a synth drum song. Yes, it's all Max Weinberg <laughs> and just synth. Um, and that also like he would give the like the weird swings he took in the 80s and 90s gave a rebirth to like this modern rock he just he skipped two decades of wall of sound yes but he he brought it back in like the 2000s in this completely different way but in this fully like still to himself wall of sound like still true to his wall of sound but it was like the Brendan O'Brien wall of sound right or the uh, Danny uh wall of sound uh and so yeah like so rob and i famously hate 57 channels and nothing on we famously hate night of the jersey devil but like i think about the 57 channels baseline every single day of my life (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it rules in the same Mm -hmm. way that an 80s like every guitar player has a pedal on their pedal board that they never use except right. for like for three seconds in one song. Okay. Once. And it's just like a, t- all right. So there's this, like, there's this preset in my recording software called chorus, asaurus as if a chorus pedal was a dinosaur. Okay. And it's specifically built for bass guitars. And I thought it was the dumbest thing I'd ever heard until sometime last year when some, a buddy of mine and I were making a, uh, like deep weird sad song <laughs> mm-hmm. and then chorus of source is the most important thing i'd ever seen you know what i mean <laughs> okay got it all that said like dollhouse is uh, i think is a shitty song <laughs> yes and it's a very deep cut right it's like right not even it, yeah it's deep into tracks and uh, secret garden i don't know isn't uh isn't like fun for me either. Okay. But I think a lot of people like Secret Garden, but it's fine. It's just like I don't like it. Okay. Yeah. So Dollhouse or Secret Garden would be oh, your no. choice. I would say I would fifty seven channels. Pure, 
No. A Night with the Jersey Devil. Okay. But like, you know, these those are the songs are like the songs where he's just really swinging and missing consistently. Yeah. Like, like Dollhouse is a song where he's like, here's a metaphor. Yeah. Here is it another verse of that metaphor. Here is, uh, you know, it's just like, I'm going to tell you something. This is what I'm going to tell you. I just told you that. You know, and it goes back to also one of the things that you and Rob did when you're in the middle of, you know, going through all the songs is, and this may not have happened as much as I remember it happening, but Night with the Jersey Devil was kind of a punchline and would say, and if you're the fan who likes Night of the Jersey Devil, you know, send us an email, you know, let us know. And yeah, uh, because there is somebody that probably is having the sign Night with the Jersey Devil, you know, I want to hear this. We really don't have a lot of those emails. Yes. All right. People are like, fair point. (laughs) Yes. Song you think is overrated. Um, all right, so I thought about this for a really long time, and I looked at our spreadsheet of songs yeah. that, like Rob rated highly that I rated lowly on our, our podcast. But, um, excuse me, so, um, this didn't, this was just my first thought, and then okay, I finally came back to it and was like, like I said earlier, so there were some that I thought about for a really long time just to realize that, yeah. Cadillac Ranch. Like, okay, sure. You know, whatever. It's fine. A lot of people like it, and I, I don't think there are any less of those people for liking it. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't really rate it that high. Well, you know, I'm the guy that picked Jungle Land as oh, the yeah, song that. that is overrated. And that's because it, and I, I acknowledge that it is an epic and that many people, you know, having you know, meeting into Jungerland is, you know, a holy grail for people seeing live shows. And it just, it isn't a song that speaks to me. Right. And so, yeah. um, and, and I could only like, right. Appreciate songs that speak to you. Yeah. I mean, experience and, everything, but exactly. All on the stuff that doesn't speak to you. Right. And so I always make that joke that I do that so that no other song anyone picks, like, no one could be offended like because i've set the bar like i can't believe um and 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 it always is funny when on twitter you know someone will you know randomly uh tweet an unpopular opinion and i'll go i don't like jungle land and boy just like now now that people know that that's part of it but at first they're like what jesse what are you crazy have you not listened to it with headphones in a dark room and i'm like i I get it i mean i get it okay it's like it's like uh, you you like dream baby dream rob hates it yeah um and, and that sort of like Rob's hate for that sets the stage for some maybe dreams of the worst song in the world. You, yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. I song. love suicide. And I, suicide yeah. I love suicide. The band. Yes. Uh, and uh, I think dream baby dream is one of my, maybe my favorite Bruce Springsteen cover that he's ever done. It is a really, really amazing. We'll flip it. We talked about the overrated song. Now then, what's the underappreciated song? All right. So we've talked about this before. Yes. <laughs> On this very podcast. Yes, we have. 
Uh, I think the, the the depression by Bruce Springsteen. Ah, <laughs> the depression by Bruce Springsteen. I just uh, I don't know, man. That song hits me. You know what? I just think that like the number of people who are depressed is higher than the number of people who have listened to this song. On Spotify, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, this song compared to the number of people in the world who experience like depression at a level that requires medication, the number of people who have listened to the have listened to the song on Spotify should should be higher than that. You know what I mean? Like yes, because of play counts. Uh, it's it's a song that a lot of people think is a bummer, and it is a song that uh, I mean, yeah, it's a bummer for me too, but it is. I just when I'm getting down, I feel that kick drum, like as a warning almost. Like to my trainer, I talked about a little bit earlier, yeah. maybe on the <laughs> patron part of this, where we just yes, he has this sort of checklist that I go through. He sort of helped me figure out the stuff that happens before, like sort of self harm happens, right? Um, and this this kick drum is is sort of a part of that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and so also, but I, I like was hard on Dollhouse earlier. Right. Which is a tracks release. So I should say that like where the bands are, which is a tracks release. Yes. Also very underappreciated. Yes, it is. That's like the, um, what's the MXPX song from the 90s? Like going to a punk rock show? Uh, okay. Like, that's the like yeah. this could have been that version. What's hang on. Yes. Yeah, MXPX punk rock. Yeah. So there's this song about MXPX that came out in late nineties, early two thousands, ninety-five. Wow, that's a long time ago. Called Punk R A W K show. Punk okay. rock show. And it's the same thing. It's just decades later. It's just mm-hmm. like, I'm going to a punk rock show. Right. Which is what what the bands are. Is I want to be who the bands are. Like, exactly i want to i want to rock and roll like i want to go to yeah roll. and i just love that I, I feel like every generation has like that you know rock and roll disco punk, well it's anthem, it's right you know? it's the when i was in high school because i graduated high school in 77 if i heard i want to rock and roll all night and party every day by yeah. kiss on the radio i was like yes it's gonna yes. be a great night that's exactly the same yeah yeah and honestly, I hate to say it, but um, the Black Eyed Peas, they wrote one of those. What was it? Uh, what was the Black Eyed Peas song that was so big? Oh, I, 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 I'm... This is such bad radio. Basic I'm facts. Sorry. Basic facts. This is totally right. Yeah. All right, um, Peas. Get it started. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that was the 2003 or two yes. or whatever yeah eight. i don't know what year that came out but that was the 2000s version of this song yes all right um by the way i had a um i've had several guests who they talked about how much they loved your depression after reading his book and they oh, said yeah. that they had yeah. a fresh uh, appreciation of the song after he shared so much of what his internal struggles were and and i think that's i think that's a fair assessment so i think that's a really good choice about being underappreciated 
So one of my favorite memories is in college, a friend of mine who um, we've been friends for a long time. She had dated a close friend of mine. We were both musicians and um, we just kind of went separate ways in college. Like I went to the state's biggest party school. The, honestly, at the time, the country's third biggest party school. And she went to the, uh, that was like a bragging point at the time to me it was though. And she went to like the state's most uh, prestigiously strict Baptist college. But at some point we had both had two beers and were just willing to open up a little bit. Okay. And we both told each other like our shit. Yeah. And that's how I felt about that's, that's exactly the way I felt. That's one of my favorite memories, even though it was super sad. Yeah. Just because it was like getting to see your best friend for who they are, mm-hmm. even though you've sort of suspected all along that too. That's that was your operating assumption, but that's who they told you. Yeah. That's when I read that book, when I read Bruce's book, autobiography, that's how I felt. Yeah. About like this song, but also about the book. Yeah, I agree. It's like, yeah, yes. Thank you for being one of us who's willing to say something about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like specifically. Yeah. And I think um, there, I think a lot of us face our own versions of depression and, and, you know, and it is a, I think that, you know, you often hear about, um, celebrities sharing about what they're doing and their struggles, you know, like, um, I know last year when Dak Prescott talked about the Cowboys quarterback about when his brother committed suicide and how he was really struggling mentally, there was a little bit of crap about like, Oh, a real man doesn't struggle. And most people went, no, this is exactly the kind of openness we need to sue. Here is a professional you know, football player, a, a starting quarterback for, you know, an NFL team. And he's admitting that he, but that makes sense. He's human. His, his mom died of colon cancer. Now then his brother commits suicide. It, you, it is a struggle and it, it, and I, to admit that um, is, is a good thing. Yeah. So, yeah. I love Dak. My grandparents moved from right out just next to Halton. Yeah. Uh, to where my folks live now uh, recently, but I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I, I've been thinking about that Eddie Lacey ESPN profile a lot lately where he talks yeah. about being fat. Yeah. Just as a fat, I like to call us fat bleats. Yes. I uh, ran a 10 K on my lunch break Monday. I'm 300 pounds. Anyway. Yay. Congratulations. Very that's nice. That. Yes. Uh, my knees hurt, but you know, that's what ice is for. Yes. Um, but yeah, that profile where Eddie just talks about the mental toll that it takes just being like, he, he is one of the, uh, definitively one of the 32 best running backs in the country. Right. Or, right. Right. How many football teams are there? 32. Yeah. It? Something like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, so definitively as a starting running back, he's like, yeah, there you go. Yes. Yes. Second 
right. running back, in the, which is like a running back is the fastest, strongest person yes. in available to whatever team, right? Yeah. And people are like, you're fat. And he, the article ended with him saying, with the writer saying, but at the same time, Eddie knows. You know, as much as it hurts, Eddie loves being a fat running back or big yeah. running back or whatever it was because he knows that somewhere there's a left tackle who wants to be a running back. Yes. And knows that he would be the best running back on the team, which is like when I read that however many years ago, I just started crying. Like, yes, it, I was a center on my hockey team and that was like a fight. Like it took, it took a lot. Like mm-hmm. I had to, you know, prove more yeah. than just like i'm good at this <laughs> to be a you know a fat center but i was you know I'm good at it I, I i didn't know no i did not know how i'm collecting this is why you know this is not you know a to b it's like a to z or a to m or something but um i i was thinking about when i was in college, um, one of the guys that was an older college student um, that went to my church, Gillis First Baptist Church, and he talked about, you know, we should create a fellowship of crude Christians, yeah. right? Like we, we, you know, like we, we, you know, we go, you know, we go to the bar. You know, and when we might have a beer or two, you know, and we uh, we may tell dirty jokes and we may, you know, like fart jokes and everything. So, you know, and he just he says there is this this reputation of, you know, the clean, you know, youth minister, you know, and the, this whole, you know, like, oh, that seem to be not of this world. And he and, and I. I, you talking about the fat lead, you know, I was thinking about that, the, because one of the things that I find great comfort in is that you and Rob are examples of, and I'm going to, and I will definitely cut this out, but you guys are good <laughs> Christians, Right. Like, you know, I mean, because of the 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 far right and the the, you know, people saying Jim Baker, like, God can't hear your prayers if you're wearing a mask. Oh, really? I thought we pray silently anyway, asshole, you know, on the street corner. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like our governor saying that because we believe in an afterlife, we're not scared of ida or hurricane ida or of covid which like no man come on just we have the resources to protect people yeah and so um and i find great comfort when you guys will get off on a tangent and talk about you know religious writers you support or you know how there's a lot of bad Christian rock out there and every once you'll talk about this is a good Christian rock and it's something and and I I go there there are more of because so much of my like family and friends are like yeah shut up dude yeah but there's 
I, I have to believe there's more people who truly are trying to live a Christ-like actions than what the mainstream shows, right? And it just, it, it gives, it gives people followers of Christ a bad name, right? And, and, you know, um, and the, and anyway, so just, I wanted to share that with you. And like I said, I'll cut this out, but it, yeah, because it, it, it restores my faith and, you know, we're, we're just trying to be kind to each other. You know, we're, we're just, we're embracing the judge not so you not be judged. Right. And, and, and I just, I really love that about y'all and it, it means a lot to me. What's that Stacy Eureka song? There's gotta be more to life. Yes. Listen after every sentimental high. Like yeah. that is 100%. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm not like a Stacy Eureka fan. That's mostly people who I disagree with are. Yeah. I think they should listen to Stacy Eureka. Yes, they should listen to that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or whoever it is. I don't know. That, that could be somebody totally different. Yeah. But, right. All right. Um, so we go from song that's underappreciated to song that you love, JB. Growing up, man. Oh, yes. Growing up is one of the best songs that's ever been written. Yes. I don't know. It's just like, it's such an interesting array. Uh, like, it's it's mostly just like an acoustic guitar chord progression, right? Uh, yeah. And it is, I don't know, it's perfect. It 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 the verses are very structured. Yes. Like in a classic the whole song is just like verse chorus, verse chorus. Um and they're all like the rhyme schemes are very on point and it's just I don't know, like even when you're listening to it, you're like, oh Boston ripped this off. Oh, you know, Kansas ripped this off, like oh everybody ripped this off. And um, like, listen to the song, and then listen to uh, the first two tracks off that Boston record. Yes, or off of um, the Kansas record that has um, "Dust in the Wind" on it. Like, they copy this acoustic guitar song sound super hard. And uh, right, copy it. Right, this came out before those. Yeah, seventy three. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Are you sure? One hundred percent. Yeah, close enough. Yeah, basic facts. Here we go. Okay, sure. Yes. Well, while you're looking up, I'll tell you a story. So for Father's Day, um, Chris and Linda watched Springsteen on Broadway with me on Netflix. Neither one had seen it. And Chris loved growing up. I mean, just right away, he just loved the song. And, you know, Linda's like, I, I don't understand what the song is. And I said, well, I said, in my mind, and I said, the, like, he didn't do any of these things. And I'm, I said, in my mind, in his mind, he is a pirate with a cellmate. In other words, these are all his dreams. These are all his thoughts. They are, you know analogies of what he's going through in life and um all part of growing up and then linda said okay we'll go back and listen to it and she goes okay now i get it 
So it's, and it's we will rock you. It's that sort of like yeah phases. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh, Boston and Kansas, those records came out seventy six. Okay. We will rock you came out seventy seven. So there you go. Growing up, I sure didn't. Growing up, there you go. Again, but yes, yes, we go. Pretty much the <laughs> good. All right. What's the song you can listen to over and over again? Land of Hope and Dreams. It can go on a loop in my head for the rest of my life, and I will be happy. Yes, I absolutely agree. It has this like yeah. organic Americana feel, the mm-hmm. but it's got like a full band that comes yeah. in over a drum machine beat. Yeah, um, and then the drums go on to play the drum machine beat. Yeah, like, um, you know, organically, and so to me, I call that a moment like a. Uh, anytime something like this happens where it's one of my absolute favorite things sort of literally happens in the wild. Mm -hmm. I say, it's almost like uh, someone said, Hey guys, let's make sure there's something on there for JB before we leave the studio. (laughs) (laughs) I love that story. Anytime somebody does something that just feels perfect for you, describe it, you know, Hey, this feels like a real, uh, Hey guys, leave, make sure that there's something on there for Jesse moment. I love that. That's great. Like the doubled guitar, fiddle, mandolin sort mm-hmm. of um, lead melody part. And then uh, it drops out, it gets sad, the beat comes back in, and there's a guitar strum. And, and then there's like the blessing, the sermon, the prayer. Yes. You know, it makes me cry. I cried when I was typing notes about this today. Yes. Just typing notes about this. I cried for real tears, you know, like. <laughs> So uh, this train, Jesse. Yes, it is train. train. And this train is revolutionary communal idealism. It's what the country was allegedly founded on. Well, it is the same communalism that is like in Matthew and in Revelation. It's bringing heaven to earth. It is, it is this train. It is for sinners. It is for failures. It is for everyone. My friend Sam says that Land of Hope and Dreams and American Land are what people who don't understand think Born in the USA is about. Those two songs are what they think Born in the USA is about. Um, I was on a podcast earlier and he said, um, and, and he did a, you know, word association and he said Springsteen and I said companion and he said why companion and I said you'll need a good companion on this part of the ride this train Jesse yes yes and and to go back to what probably isn't on this finished episode but go listen to the Patreon this is the Christianity that we that i think we should strive for is that this train carries saints and sinners this train carries the brokenhearted yes. this is all have fall short of the glory of god right i mean this I is argue that this train is universalism and jesse i'd love to invite you onto this train yeah <laughs> i've been telling people that lately like hi i'm a universalist i would love to invite you aboard yes it's wonderful here and i can also statistically scripturally or whatever back it up but yeah no i think you're right baby it is this train absolutely um i i do think it is 
when people ask me my favorite Springsteen song, I always go Land of Hope and Dreams, Better Days. And then the third one changes every day. Um, so yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah. All right. Song that made you fall in love with Bruce. All right, so now, I, I would have uh, thought growing up would have been that. So no, it's not because I liked Bruce a lot for a long time. Okay. And then he put out Wrecking Ball and he really did a number to my relationship with him. He made me fall in love with him. <laughs> and it was side one, track one. Here we go. We take care of our own. Uh, right? That's side one, track one, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Regularly second guess myself. Yeah, We Take Care of My Own is is one of my favorite songs of all time. Period. At all. Yeah. Like, ever. Um, I'll put it up with Bach, you know? Yes. Go. Stravinsky, come on, see if you can write a better song than this. Yeah. Like, Rights of Spring is great, you know? Yeah. We Take Care of Our Own, a little bit better. Yes. It is cynical when you need it to be. It is hopeful when you need it to be. It is both. It just depends on where you're at that day. You are looking to rally your nation. It is true. If you are failed by your nation. I, I, I love that. That we. The song talks about how we don't take care of our own. But that the Springsteen community have embraced that we say we take care of our own and and we we try i know that we try to do that there is that and and it is something we're striving to be there and you know it's uh there's a reason that the best performance of this song ever was at the first uh, i think it was the first jazz fest after yes Right. Yeah, there's a reason that that's the best recorded performance of the song. Yeah. Um, from Chicago to New Orleans, from the muscle to the bone. Like, that's... It's special to me because that's where I, like, grew up. Yeah. In that, in that the Mississippi River, you know, valley. Yeah. And uh, it sucks here a lot of times. Yeah, and that's why the best people in the whole world are from here. Yeah, because it's 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 hard, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I just right. Where's the eyes? The eyes with the will to yeah. see. Where's the heart that run over with mercy? Where's the love that has not forsaken me? Where's the work that sets my hands, my soul free? You know. Yeah, and it's it's. Uh, <laughs> It's we we ascribe to take care of our own in America. That's our goal. Yes, we do a better job than than a num- than a number of countries do. Absolutely, possibly than most. Uh, well, you know that time will tell. Right. <laughs> but uh, one thing about America that I do appreciate more and more every day, and about the South as much as I feeling safe here from time to time is uh that we take care of our own when our government doesn't yes um that when someone is absolutely at their wits end that's when a lot of times we drop uh that's when 
I guess we don't believe in just the day-to-day goodness of humanity as much as we should. Yeah. But we believe in the Good Samaritan story. Yes. You know, when it, when, when it comes to it, we should believe in it more. We should do that every day. But, uh, yeah. Um, we take care of our own. Well, yeah. Leave that cynically, sarcastically as a challenge. It's all of them is what it is. Yeah. It's none of them in, a, in absence of the other. It is saying... Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to do this on a national level, on a local level? We're going to take care of our own. Yeah. Um, Sarah Hickman uh, does a version of We Are Each Other's Angels. And one of the lyrics is, um, we are each other's angels and we meet when it is time. And I, I do think that we, I do think that fate the world, whatever you want to call, does send you people when you need them, if you are open to receive them. And whether that's a buddy on a, you know, Wednesday night where you spend two hours talking for a 20 minute podcast, you know, it's you, you needed that connection and, and it, and we find that. And so, yeah, great choice. Absolutely. Song that changed your life. Uh, all right. I thought about this for a really long time. Okay. At the end, I was just like, I mean, it's Born to Run, right? Yeah. There we go. <laughs> like, or it's Thunder Road, right? Right. It's like, that's the answer, right? Is yes. That the correct answer? Exactly. Is, is it? Am I right? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It feels like I'm, I'm taking the cheap way out, but like, yeah. I don't know. That's, I don't know. All right, that's my answer. That's my final answer. No, no, that's Thunder good. And or Thunder Road, but mostly Border Run. Yes. Yeah. Um, Land of Hope and Dreams was my answer for that because well, it. Land of Hope and Dreams would have been mine. Yeah, right. That, my last. Exactly, right. And, you know, for that very reason, right? Like for all the reasons you talked about it, it, it was the song that all of a sudden. Oh my goodness. So yeah, I you can't go wrong Bunder Run Born to Run or Thunder Road. Song that surprised you. All right, so I think Drive All Night used to get on my nerves. Okay. And now it is literally the sweetest. I mean, if April is mad at me and I can't figure out what to do, I'm just like, I would literally drive all night just to get you choose. Yes. I don't know how to say this to you, but like. I will do anything for you. I love, like, just tell me what to do. I will do yeah. it. I will drive all night for shoes. Like, it, it went from being a thing that I just thought was a dumb song to being a mm-hmm. thing that I think about. It, it is sweet to me. Yes. It is, like, saccharine sweet to me. It is, Yes. Like, I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I think that's great. Linda. Yeah, exactly. Song that's a guilty pleasure. I'm on fire. It's okay. I think that's a great choice. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, like, even if you said baby girl, which is yes. younger than little girl, it would yeah. be less weird because it is, it is more socially acceptable. But either way, like, I don't know. I just, I'm on fire is a great, strong structurally. Yes. It is a sexy song. Without words. Yes. Uh, what is that like one, two step on? 
what's the chord progression? I don't remember. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, the chord progression is just tense. It is super tense. Um, it's great. And it's a short song. Yeah, it's super. I love a short song. Yeah. And like two minutes and we're out. That's all required. Like everybody's turned on. It's fine. I won't stick around. Mm -hmm. You guys don't need me. You're all set. And it is just, it is just doesn't hold up enough, you know? Yeah. One of the things that I've said that um, I will. I will win the bet at least half the time if I go to someone at a bar that's got a guitar and there there's the tip jar. And if I go, can you do a Bruce Springsteen? And I throw, you know, five bucks in there or whatever, you know, half the time it'll be I'm on fire. Yeah. You know, because it's, it's a, it's a simple song. It's a good song. It's, it's a quick song. Um, in fact, I am shocked when someone does tougher than the rest or something else, but you know, well, and also they usually go, Hey, baby girl, is your daddy home? Exactly. Baby. And they, right. Yeah. And I guess in, in uh, DF dub, they're uh, yeah. usually kind of country. Like, yes, it is. Exactly. Right. Hey, baby yeah. girl, is your daddy home? Right. Baby <laughs> All right, JB, what's a song you wish you had seen live? Candy's Room. There you go. Tyler Baker, one of my best friends of all time. Um, yes. We've played music together for a long time. Um, he saw it in Kansas City like the next night after I didn't see it in Dallas. Like, oh, no. In Dallas. Yeah. In Kansas City. Tyler's not a huge Springsteen fan, but yeah. he is a massive music fan and he's a pretty big JB fan. Yeah. And so he ends up listening to a bunch of Springsteen. And so he was like, 45 bucks. Like, I haven't seen him before. There's yeah. Literally no reason not to be there. And he went and they played Candy's Room. And he was like, just taunting me. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's a good friend. Oh, that's, I love that. And I was like, I didn't get Candy's Room. He was like, I know. I, just, <laughs> I, know. I know exactly what you didn't see. One of your favorite songs. Last choice. Great song to see live. All right. So this is a uh, this is a song that I don't know that it's great for everyone to see live. Yeah. And I did not think about it. So I went to the river. I went with uh, my dad and my father-in-law. Mm-hmm. I went with you and, and Rob beforehand. Yes. And so they, they played Independence Day because it's on the river. Yeah. I'm there with my dad, who I've definitely had some, you know, touch and go, but yes. we're very close now. And, uh, you know, I wasn't, I, I just hadn't thought that all the way through. So we're standing there, tired, a couple beers in, long set, you know, deep set. And then, uh, it, and it was special. We held each other. He put his arm around me, and I put my arm around him. And it was nice. It was as if we both said, hey, we've said a lot of things to each other. Most of them are probably true. I'm glad we're both still here. It's getting late. Let's go to bed. Let's call it a night. You know, like we're, we've made it this far. And then uh, a year later, my dad took me to see his favorite band, Avid Brothers. Okay. 
at, in Atlanta and they played Murder in the City. Okay. Which is um, a, a beautiful song with a lot of great lyrics. If I get murdered in the city, don't go revenge into my name. One person dead from such is plenty. No need to go get locked away. And so that's sort of the premise, you know? Yeah. And then the next verse, he's like, uh, so the Avett brothers are, of course, brothers. Uh, their sister sometimes sings with them. They have other friends in the band who are sort of brothers as well. And I come from a family of a lot of brothers. So the next verse is, I wonder which brother is better, which one our parents love the most. I sure did get in lots of trouble. They seem to let the other go. A tear falls from my father's eyes. I wonder what my dad would say. Hey, I love you. And I'm proud of you both in so many different ways. Wow. And then the last part is, uh, so if I get murdered in the city, go read the letter on my desk. Don't bother with all my belongings, but pay attention to the list. Make sure my sister knows I loved her. Make sure mother knows the same. Always remember there was nothing worth sharing like the love that let us share our name. So anyway, that and Independence Day, like back to back. Yeah. Just, I don't know how many guys got to like hold their dad in a totally emotionally vulnerable place where like their dad was totally retired. Yeah. And they were totally open and honest. Like we would just, we've been through a lot, but me and my dad are like so good. I can tell, I can text them right now any combination of words, you know, like, yeah. And he would love me at the end of it. Like, I, we're so good, and, and vice versa. And uh, having been through those two sort of songs live as that was happening, because we, you know, we've been through a bunch of shit. Sure. You know? Most of it just because I'm like a mentally unstable, totally, yeah, <laughs> you know, like reckless piece of shit. But uh, we've been through a bunch, and it's, it's uh, Independence Day. And then, you know, a year later, Murder in the City, like that was, um, you know, there's not two dudes of, have gotten to do that like me and my dad have probably uh, so that's cool that is a great answer um i have talked about that independence day was a song i did not care for one way or another it was just the song and then when i went to the river tour and seeing bruce at his late 60s knowing that he was probably older than his dad was when he wrote the song yeah, and that the other character at the yeah he is the other character that really spoke to me that you know that when he wrote this he was the youngster and now then he is seeing the relationship with his two sons and daughters really spoke to me and the idea um now linda hates it because her and chris went through a lot during college and there were they were too they were too alike there was too much and um so whenever i bring up that she's she thinks i'm saying that they're still that way and they're not now now then there is this thing but that doesn't take away there was that time where as bruce said two people who adore and love each other and don't know how to say it to each other yeah yeah uh, I think it's an absolutely beautiful song and, you know, that whole Papa go to bed now, 
you know, we've, there's, there's nothing else we need to say, you know, I hope, you know, I love you. I hope I know you love me. And if we just keep talking, we're going to start this cycle of an argument all over again. And it's just beautiful. I think about popping out of bed now, even when I'm like, just being an asshole to my kids. Yes. <laughs> right. Just not even meaning to, just trying to get the whole day going through. Yeah. You know, just, all right, it's pick up and then it's dinner and then it's whatever and that's whatever. And I'm just, you know, my kids just want to like, what, play with Legos? Yeah, that's exactly. I'm trying to do my entire life. Yes. Play with Legos. Yes. And I'm just over here, just like, no. And then it's just like, Papa, go to bed now. It's getting late, dude. Yeah. It's like, come on, man. Um, look at them like they look at you. Like you looked at your dad and just yeah. it's like, hey, just, it's chill. Just be a little yeah. chill. And I think one of the things too that as the kids get older, I I know that I I was quick to apologize to Chris and say, I lost my temper. Yeah. You know, I, I'm I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm still disappointed in your actions or I still do not feel this choice you made was wise and uh, but I shouldn't have lost my temper or I should you know I should have handled that better um, I think that was a healthy thing to do I hope it helped him to learn how to as he's an adult to say hey I was a jerk I'm sorry you know Jesse, when my parent when I was like 10. Maybe even, no, younger than that. Maybe seven. My parents sat me and my brothers down and they said, hey, we're not going to yell at y'all anymore. We're done. We're sorry. That was yeah. messed up. And, uh, like, I remember that 30 years later. Wow. You know? So, yeah, you're, you you did it. Yeah. You were a good dad. You I'm trying it. to do my best. Yes. You did it. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, as you are learning, they don't give you an owner's manual. No. You, you know, until you did a good job until 30 years later. Yes. And, you know, and then um, you also, one of the frustration things is there's not a meter that says, you know, I used to always say, if I just knew, like if Chris was doing his very best and still making a C in a class or a D in a class, yeah. but I could tell he's trying his best. I would leave him alone, but I don't know. Like, are you just being yeah. a, you know, a slacker or are you just, are you truly trying your best and just not getting it? Right. Yeah. So exactly that is so frustrating, right? Cause you, you want to be supportive but at the same time. You don't want to, yeah, it's okay to give up. You know, like let me teach you how to give up. We worked for a little while, and like, do we have a dumb kid or a lazy kid? And then finally, we were just like, we have kids. Exactly. That it perfectly said. Yeah, we have two kids. I mean, when I say finally, I mean we understood that that was something to shoot for. Yes, exactly. No, but I know I what you're we, saying. We understood that we could both look at each other and say, "Hey, we just have kids." Yeah, we have kids. Absolutely. My friend, I appreciate you so much. I am so glad you guys are doing as well as you can be. Uh, keep fighting the yeah, good you're fight. Doing well, man. You keep I am. Fighting the good fight. you're fighting I a will. Fights on a couple fronts. And you're yes, I am. Well, thank you. Uh, if someone wants to reach you, how can they? 
uh, at letters Clark on Twitter uh, is is the best way. If you're okay. not on Twitter, uh, I don't know. That's the best way to do it. And <laughs> if if you are if you have not listen to Bruce Springsteen's The Alphabet, I recommend strongly go back to the beginning um, and listen to it. And and I'm, I know we talked about earlier in this, um, and hopefully it made the edit, but you can't listen to everything. And But I will tell you on with JB and Rob's, even if you go, well, I don't like that song. I'm just going to skip this episode, right? Like, like I'm just, you know, I, I don't care about, you know, this song. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't need to hear, you know, um, anything about, you know, this Mary Queen of Arkansas, right? Like, I, I don't, I, I don't care about that song. I don't need it. Trust me, listen to them because they always come up with, something interesting and something insightful about every song so i I recommend it strongly well i appreciate that jesse we uh we don't recommend any of our episodes strongly but we are always happy (laughs) yes have uh listeners reach out and talk to us about the songs we talk about or just whatever they're you know yeah to thinking about that's my favorite stuff is like, you know, I'm just thinking about insert topic here. And then like maybe yeah. two songs, a movie and a book or something. Yeah. Like well, that. yeah. And I'm hoping that um, when you guys go on the next chapter, um, I can join you guys for a couple of song discussions. Um, Cause that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, just sing us like, send us like, you know, a couple of songs. Oh, well, that we like from the, so i just want to tell you and i i love you man i just appreciate you that you are in my life the way you are and uh anyone who says that um online friendships aren't real are just full of shit they just don't know it and yeah so uh thank you anyone who says that uh, both of us would be like, I have a friend named Bella. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. Uh, uh, truly. And I, I, I've said this multiple times. Seeing Bruce on Broadway was the highlight. But getting to meet Bella in person right below it. Right I mean, I mean, I still have it. yeah. We were talking about going to New York in. Uh, yeah. In 2019, we're talking about going to New York the next year. Yeah. We we definitely have it. Yeah, it's just so great. All right. Listeners, you take safe. Take care of yourself. Go get vaccinated. Um, Let's get back to normal. Remember to wear your mask. Remember to social distance. Let's all be good to each other. Let's take care of our own because that's the only way we're going to do this. From Chicago to New Orleans, from the muscle to the bone, from the shotgun shacks to the Superdome. Wherever this flag is flown, we took care of our own. Amen, brother. For now, thank you, and we'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Doing a podcast at times can be a one-way conversation, and I hate that. So please let me know what you like and don't like about the work I'm doing. You can reach the podcast via email at setlustingbruce at gmail.com. The show is on Twitter, at SetLustingBruce, and my personal Twitter is at Jesse Jackson DFW. 
We have a website, www.setlessingbruce.com. From there, you can find links to other Springsteen podcasts, as well as other music-themed podcasts. We have a page devoted to our own SLB All-Star Band. These are guests who have been on the podcast more than three times. There is a link to our store where you can purchase Set Lessing Brew shirts, as well as a Mary Question t-shirt. There is a link to our Patreon page where you can sign up to help support the podcast financially. We have different levels and different rewards based on your support. If you don't have any extra cash, and right now who does, you can support the podcast by subscribing via your favorite podcast player and leaving us a review. The more reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find us. And please tell a friend about the podcast, especially if they love Bruce or music, because it will make a difference. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, said Listing Bruce. Set Listing Bruce is part of the Southgate Media Podcast Group. The theme for Set Listing Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.